We are much more safe today than any other time in the history. Right now, it's also time that we connect with ourselves and understand and trust in our own inner healing process. So these are the basics that you have to look into when it comes to, irrespective of men's health or women's health, for anyone at that point of time. These are very important. But once you follow this, once you apply these principles, fertility, painful menstruation, irregular menstruation, you'll see a lot happening, balancing it out. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. You're listening to episode 211 of the Well Woman Podcast. Thank you for being a listener and tuning in to learn about your menstrual cycle. Today on the show, we are joined by Dr. Vignesh Diraj. Dr. Vignesh is my Ayurvedic doctor. He's based out of Southern India, and he's a fourth generation Ayurvedic healer and is the founder and chief physician of the Sitaram Beach Retreat. This is the retreat center that I visited back in 2019 to discover my own Panchakarma cleansing experience. And I'm very excited that this year in May, I'm taking a small group of women to join me in a women's cleansing retreat experience at Sitaram Panchakarma Retreat Center. There you will get to meet Dr. Vignesh in the flesh, but today you'll also get to learn a little bit about him in our show. He's a committed practitioner and researcher on Panchakarma and ancient body purification methods, which activates the body's innate healing energies, providing the foundation to true health. His expertise lies in explaining ancient health concepts and making it more accessible to the modern world. He's an avid traveler who studies and explores the lesser known healing methods around the world and is an international speaker on natural healing, Ayurveda, meditation, and transformation. I completely trust Dr. Vignesh with my health, and this is why we're having him here to teach us today about Ayurvedic support for the menstrual cycle and menstruation. In this episode, we talk about what is Ayurveda. We also dive into how Dr. Vignesh actually got into Ayurveda and becoming a practitioner. We talk about menopause, thyroid imbalances, infertility, endometriosis, PCOS, painful periods, and so much more along with how a healthy lifestyle and overconsumption can lead to those imbalances. As Dr. Vignesh says, hormonal balance comes with life balance. So we talk about sleep, emotional health, gut health, and learning our basic principles to rebalancing, along with how cleansing and an experience like Panchakarma can bring true balance to you. Because after all, we are joining and cleansing our bodies to unlearn and relearn at the same time, trusting in our own inner healing processes. I trust you enjoy this episode as much as I did interviewing Dr. Vignesh. And if you'd love to learn more about our Ayurvedic Panchakarma cleansing experience for the retreat I'm hosting at Dr. Vignesh's retreat center in May this year, head to my website, wellsome.com forward slash India to learn more. Dr. Vignesh, welcome back to the Well Woman podcast. Thank you so much, Gemma. Looking forward to having this conversation. Mm, Me too. Me too. And there's so much I want to share and ask you and talk about, but I think it's very special. We don't often have um, born males on the show. And I think you're an extreme exception to to the equation that we normally have (laughs) guests as menstruators on the show. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to everyone learning about you, your work, your vision and your mission, um, along with the Ayurvedic approach to women's health. So before we get into it, though, I would love to hear from you. How are you checking in? How are you feeling today? This is a question I ask our menstruators on their cycle day. You obviously don't have a cycle day. So how are you checking in today? Slightly jet lagged because I just got back from a huge workshop trip uh, around uh, Germany and Switzerland. So there's a slight jet lag, but uh, very looking forward for this conversation. Mm, Thank you for being here with only under a day of being home in India. So we, we feel very special. Now tell us, Dr. Vignesh, I know I know who you are. I've been to your amazing retreat center in Kerala in Southern India before, but there's so many people who are like, who is Dr. Vignesh and what does he do? So can you tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got into Ayurveda and became this beautiful, amazing Ayurvedic doctor and what it is that you do with yourself? So uh, I never believed in Ayurveda in my childhood. Uh, not just in childhood, even in my teenage years, even though um, I belonged to a family where people strictly followed Ayurveda, like my father is an Ayurvedic doctor, my great-grandfather an Ayurvedic Vaidya at that point of time. But I was forced into it and I didn't like all the herbs that they gave me whenever I felt sick. So I had a negative association with that. And uh, I was forced into it because there was nobody else to take after the clinic and the pharmacy that we have, it's over 100 years. So even though they forced me into it, uh, I thought I would like it. My parents thought I would like it. I didn't. uh, But a lot of unhealthy lifestyle went on because uh, I was very bored during the studying Ayurveda, Ayurvedic medicine at that point of time. And then I fell so sick with my unhealthy habits. And I did this Panchagarma therapy on my own. And that was my real breakthrough how good you can feel about yourself. And that made me realize it's time I start my own retreat, but it's something that people can connect with nature and ground themselves. And uh, the kind of panchakarma that is explained in the textbooks, it was mentioned for people who go to the war uh, at that point of time, like centuries ago, and they had a lot of exposure to overconsumption and indulgence. And they also had extreme high willpower, but today uh, people in general don't have that kind of uh, willpower what they had a few centuries ago because they were used to so much of challenges and physical pain. But today people can't handle that kind of uh, intensive, uh, minimalistic approach that uh, we live in a very abundant world. So I wanted to redesign uh, the whole concept how panchakarma can be done efficiently and in the best possible way for the current generation that we are in. And that's how I started Sitaram Beach Retreat. And ever since I started that, I found that this is my dharma and this is my mission. So mm. helping people living their healthiest self. And uh, it's not just panchakarma. And some people, panchakarma may not, may not be the best thing to do. It could be many other aspects of Ayurveda that could help them. And it's also yoga. It's also healthy food. It's also uh, connecting with uh, your own spirit. Uh, the holistic aspect we try to bring in this retreat. And that's been, and I also do a podcast called Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond, where I talk a lot about this holistic healing and uh, all of these aspects. I love your journey. 
especially because you were like rejecting, you're like, no, don't like this Ayurvedic stuff. It's not for me. And I love that you've had your own personal experience. And I think that's what makes Sitaram so special is that it's not just a hospital where you get treated for cleansing or healing degenerative disease or imbalances. It's actually a whole lifestyle change. And I know when I visited the retreat center for the first time in December of 2019, just before COVID happened, I came home and I was like, all right, what changes can I make? And it really creates great habits over at least two weeks at the retreat center. So when you come home, you can actually bring some of those lessons and learnings into your life and really implement them into your own daily habits. So you've done amazing with Sitaram. And we'll come back and talk about cleansing. You're welcome. I think it deserves all the praise, hence why I'm coming back in May this year of 2023 to take a beautiful group of people to come and have the same experience because it was seriously, I'm going to go on a little rant, but it was the best thing I've ever done for my health. And I wouldn't even say I had a huge dramatic health shift or change, but it was the most gifting, balanced, restorative time of my life, literally. And it was only two weeks and I would yeah, pay every cent, every penny and every cent for it because it was a great experience. So I'm very excited to come back and share that with others who could also receive the same experience. So without your creation, we wouldn't be able to lap it up on the beach in Kerala whilst being mm. really cared for hand and foot. So thank you. I'd love to talk about women's health. And I think mm-hmm. I love Ayurveda and the fact that it is really a full holistic approach. It's not just like, this is the herb that's going to work for you. Take this herb. So let's talk about women's health imbalances. What are the biggest imbalances as an Ayurvedic doctor that you see in women's health today? Um, So once you become an Ayurvedic doctor and when you set up a retreat like this, I just observed, I didn't realize I'll be dealing more with women's health than men's health. Of course, there are men who come for treatments uh, to my retreat. But overall, it will be about three is to two or even four is to one ratio, like four women for one man or three women for two men. And sometimes when you ask men, why are you here for your treatment? He said, oh, my wife told me to come or my girlfriend told me to come or my mother told me to come. And then they start coming on themselves. So even though it's a woman's health, but I would like to share the story about a couple who came for a consultation and the first it was a wife who was giving her medical history and she was talking about menopause and uh, high heart rate sometimes there's hot flashes heat waves inability to sleep at night and this is creating a lot of stress uh, it went on for like 20 to 30 minutes because we go in detail for the medical history and then we document and then we design the treatment protocol for the two or three weeks depending on the number of days they're going to stay and then the husband sits for the consultation and I asked him, so what would you like to improve for your health during your stay here? And he said, I just want a good massage. So <laughs> when he said, I just want a good massage, you could see uh, in his wife's eyes, she was getting quite angry. Uh, and I thought if we don't diffuse this, it could erupt into a real uh, fight. Then, uh, sir, is that all that you want? Just a good massage? Yes, just a good massage. Uh, okay, uh, is everything else fine? You know, you put in questions like maybe is there any pain in your neck or lower back or your digestion is better? Then the wife started, doctor, he's lying. He's snoring all the time and he's always tired and he needs a lot of coffee and uh, he feels like 
his emotional health also needs to be updated. He gets stressed so quickly and sometimes his blood pressure is over the roof. And then she stopped. It's like she put in the fire and then she kept quiet. And then I had to ask the wife to leave the consultation room so that you know I could have the men's talk with him. And he said, it is all fine. As long as you treat this woman, I'm going to be fine. This was his statement. <laughs> and I asked him, but you also have high blood pressure. Yes, I'm stressed out. Then why don't you share this? And he was telling, no, I thought being sick means you're bedridden. And I think there's a lot of truth because I could connect myself with him because we are told if you're really sick means you, know, you can't move, you're bedridden. And then I started realizing, yes, women have a, a lot more uh, attitude towards preventive health than men. Maybe mm. that's, a, that's a thing by nature because she has to give birth and she has to take care of a, a, you know, a growing baby in her for nine months. So nature has instilled this taking care a little more than in men because men have to go and fight and they have to protect and so unless they are really sick they are told not to show their weakness whereas in women it's quite natural to show their weakness so this is one thing that I figured out and I'm not specialized in women's health by education even though we had to study for that I am specialized because of my patients and they taught me what it is so my real teachers are my actual my patients taught me. So today what I see menopause issues a lot they taking hormone replacement therapy and finding an alternative is this genuine. Then you see a lot with polycystic ovarian syndrome hormonal imbalances thyroid imbalances now people uh, women come and say that doctor I have thyroid of course we all have thyroid now the word thyroid itself has become synonymous to a disease. Thyroid is just the name of a gland it's become that extent. <laughs> uh, and then Hashimoto syndrome, this is another issue that you see, irregular menstruation, painful menstruation, fertility issues. These are the common um, aspects that I see, uh, that I co commonly see today. Do you think that, and this is just me thinking out aloud here, do you think that because women get like a monthly health check with their menstruation, so if something shifts or changes in someone's menstruation, whether their cycle becomes irregular or it just doesn't come at all, or they're having challenges with conception and fertility, or they're going through erratic, potentially early menopause, do you think that women have this monthly health check so they have a better gauge as to what's on track or off track as opposed to, you know, non-menstruators and men don't have a monthly health check. That's uh, for sure that, you know, uh, if you keep checking every day or every once in a while, definitely it brings a lot of awareness. So there's a high possibility you could look at it because I could never think from, uh, I can only imagine how it will be to that. Uh, but there is a high possibility, like there is a saying, I'm not saying there's a, I'm yet to find the real source of this research, but what it says, type 2 diabetic people who are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes uh, tend to have much better healthy lifestyle. Because the, the fact that they are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, they become more conscious about the food they eat. They think that I have to work out because it, they, it brings in that an element of concern and worry mm. rather than people who have good genetics and they could consume whatever they want. It becomes like a frog in the boiling water. Mm. 
but still there are women who don't care about this in spite of that and then still also they get unhealthy however this monthly check it brings an awareness you have to take care of your health and they also see how the lifestyle can impact their period they say when they get stressed uh, there could be a delay for this so when i travel too much uh, there could be a early menstruation or a, it could be delayed by four five days so they are able to connect uh, how their lifestyle is impacting with the menstrual health mm. so that way they are more it helps them to connect with their lifestyle and thought patterns emotional health and food habits all of it Mm, it's really that whole holistic, like how is your yes. life impacting your body and how is your body impacting your life, Yes, um, which is beautiful. So let's talk about, you know, healing, treating or addressing women's health imbalances. So you mentioned things like infertility, endometriosis, PCOS, even things like fibroids, thyroid imbalance, Hashimoto's, mm. menopausal challenges. As an Ayurvedic doctor, I understand the Ayurvedic approach is every single person has their own unique blueprint and every blueprint is different. Therefore, every protocol, suggestion, treatment plan is going to be different. But in general, what is the best um, process to addressing your health if you've come to the conclusion or you've come to say a diagnosis that I have this, whether it's endo, infertility, PCOS, Hashimoto's, What's the next best step for someone in a position like that? So PCOS itself requires one episode to discuss. Endometriosis also deserves one full episode to discuss. However, I can put certain basics on this. Now, first, I would always talk about a story when describing about treatments like Panchakarma or Ayurvedic therapies. There was a father, he was reading his morning newspaper and his little son is disturbing him for his attention. So the father thought, okay, I need to keep uh, this little fellow uh, engaged. So what he did, he tore the newspaper, which had a world map. Uh, and he tore it into a few pieces and told the son, go and fix the world map and come. So the son fixes the world map in a few minutes and comes back. Uh, why did you, how did you manage to do that? Father was surprised that at such a young age, even without going to a geography class, you are managing to do that. And he comes back with the world map and says, uh, it was quite easy because there was a face of a man on the other side of the map. And I just fixed the face and the world map was an effortless result. So this is how the story, certain things, once you fix this, maybe it could be PCOS, maybe it could be fertility. But endometriosis or fibroid, it needs further little more uh, alterations and modifications and maybe medications are also required. A lot of things can be changed by changing the lifestyle, food habits, your own self-respect. Why I say self-respect? Uh, healthy lifestyle comes with a lot of self-respect. And then uh, having a good routine. And then, of course, eliminating a lot of unhealthy stuff. Unhealthy stuff or toxic stuff. It could be with food. It could be with relationship. It could be with your surroundings. It could be with your job. Sometimes. Uh, there are patients who come and say, after I change the job, my health problems change. Even though I prescribed uh, the best possible prescription, they would say that it was actually the job change that helped them. Mm. So, so these are also things that I observe in my uh, clinical practice. So starting with what are the basics once they come to know, most of the conditions that you see today in women's health, hormonal imbalances, 
These have a lot to do with emotional stress and unhealthy lifestyle. Now, emotional stress leads to unhealthy lifestyle. Unhealthy lifestyle includes overconsumption or substance abuse. I mean, it, it need not be a chemical or narcotic abuse I'm talking about. It could be with sugar, it could be with salty fried food, it could be alcohol, smoking, coffee, or even screens, staying very late at night. Uh, and then that leads to a lot of hormonal imbalance. Hormonal balance comes from life balance. When you balance your that. life, hormones will also balance naturally. And instead of saying, okay, my uh, thyroid levels, uh, T3, T4, TSH levels are imbalanced, so maybe I need to take some uh, tablets like L-theroxine or Pyronom. Instead of just taking something is deficient, so I need to take top up this with the synthetic chemical. We need to ask this question, why is the thyroid levels imbalanced in the first place? What is contributing to that? So many people don't realize uh, there are patients who come and tell me, doctor, I eat very healthy. I live a very healthy lifestyle. I go to work out or I do yoga or some people say I'm obsessed with Ashtanga yoga. And I still don't know why I'm having this um, hypothyroidism. Can you please tell me? And when you ask them, what time do you go to sleep? Usually by 12.30, sometimes 1 o'clock, sometimes 2 a.m. So this also uh, leads to a lot of imbalance. In Ayurveda, we call it imbalance to the vata. When your sleep is disturbed, your vata is disturbed. When your vata is disturbed, your nervous system, you see the word nervous system, it always gets nervous. That's why it's called nervous system. Once the nervous system is hyperactive or in an alert system, this is definitely going to impact the hormonal balance. So for, when people come to Sitaram, the retreat where I... Uh, which I founded and where I work. Uh, even though we don't do, in some, in some people, we don't do intensive panchakarma therapy because their body cannot handle it. So we just focus on putting them on routine and giving them therapies that helps them to just relax. So most of these conditions, it could be hypothyroidism, it could be PCOS, it could be endometriosis. One thing I've observed, their emotional health really needs uh, to be addressed. There could be a tendency of borderline anxiety and it could be depression too or hyperactivity, overanalysis. And that has to be addressed. Uh, how can this be addressed? You cannot address this by giving counseling. It's, a, it's like improving your muscles. You don't improve your muscles by one session. It's a long-term, a rest of your life uh, job. But you tell them how this has to be done. So these are the pathways that you have to instill. So get regular with your sleep, get regular with your food. And then slowly, slowly, we will tell you how to check in with your emotions. And then correcting the gut. Many people, they could have bloating issues. Endometriosis, uh, if they come with painful menstrual cycle, there's a lot of bloating issues they could also have. And sometimes they go with bloating issues and then they realize it's actually endometriosis. Bloating would be the first problem that they had and they would be trying to address bloating and then later they would do a scan or uh, even though uh, the laparoscopy is the gold standard to diagnose endo endometriosis. However, it's not so easy to do that. Mm -hmm. But a lot can be diagnosed by the symptomatic uh, understanding of what the patient is going through. To a lot extent, 
it can be minimized reverse in some cases surgery is inevitable but to to understand to worry it has to be dealt case to case and also to understand what the lifestyle that person is going through if the lifestyle is doctor there's no way i can change my lifestyle you just can you just prescribe me some medicines and if the uh, diagnosis and the symptoms are quite severe then maybe surgery is the inevitable thing that they have to go through and then maybe they could help to uh, avoid the re recurrence to happen so this is how i tell them correct your lifestyle sleep becomes your priority eating healthy food becomes your priority checking in with your emotions what are the facts that you do to enhance your own self respect and your connection with yourself and once these are put you don't need a doctor it will uh, just automatically correct itself like once because i fixed the face of that man the world map just auto corrected itself the same way once you fix this this also corrects itself mm i love that analogy of the map thank you for sharing that story and it's true i think so many people particularly in the western world is looking for like the next best thing that's going to help them and the next best thing when so many of the the lifestyle factors can easily be achieved without having to buy the next best wonder product marketed to you and um to sum it up i know you said sleep emotional health gut health gut health links to regular eating and they're the real signs that a lot of people don't realize and i know for for the clients that i've worked with a lot of people have some kind of stress in their life. It doesn't have to be, oh my God, work is so stressful for me, but it could be stress in a toxic relationship or a living situation or a natural disaster or a family situation with, you know, mothers or siblings, friends, community, you know, change of finances. So much can impact us and that can then impact our sleep which impacts our emotional health. And I think it's important to, re to realize for everyone listening that it's never just one thing. And that's what I love about Ayurveda. It's a whole approach. And so when people come and um, attend the, you know, retreat or come to the retreat center at Sitaram and they're there for say a two week treatment plan, what, a, what does that look like? Like what is that actually made up of that supports them with their sleep, their emotional health and the gut health? First thing we have to understand: stress is inevitable. If you are alive, you will have some kind of stress, and some stress can make you stronger. Some stress can injure you. Like if you are working out, let's say you are doing muscle resistance training, for sure you are putting a stress to your muscles and you are tearing your muscles, but you are tearing it to a certain degree where it doesn't paralyze you or give you intense pain that you have to not work but it it is giving you a kind of you're training the muscle to get stronger so there is a margin of error that your body and mind can go through with stress and when you if you're staying in that margin then it's only going to make you stronger but when we go beyond that that is when injury happens to your muscles the same way stress if it gives you a particular kind of challenge it's fantastic and oh it, uh, people say oh i love that challenge i'm yet to see a person who doesn't like challenge everyone likes challenge but some people are afraid of challenges if uh, they think that there's no way they don't have the enough resources and uh, a support system to go through that challenge and they also get worried about it so our body it's like a you know everything like you say there is a cycle there is this uh, 
uh, you will see the full moon and the new moon. You will see the day and the night. You see the negative and the positive in a magnet. This polarity is inevitable. Like in, we have this concept of Advaita. Like the duality is so important. And same way, you need to, it's like a pendulum. You need to go through the stress period and you need to go through the recovery period. Stress and recovery. This pendulum effect is so important for a healthy lifestyle. And if you don't have that challenges or healthy stress, or some people even call it the word you stress, then our life becomes without any motive. Then we are either we are hyper alert and it burns out or we become very bored and it can lead to many other issues. So first thing is to, uh, first thing with emotional health is to educate them. It's good to have stress, but to what extent and how can I minimize the stress? That's what we need to learn. Mm. And, and dealing with stress, first thing, it starts with your ability to say no to things. I love that. Uh, and that ability to say no, it comes with practice because we in general, humans are not designed to say no. It takes a lot of effort to say no. And no means keeping healthy boundaries, telling no to your colleague or your employer or your partner or to yourself when it becomes too much that your body cannot handle it. So there's a lot of people-pleasing tendencies. Uh, and if people are, uh, all of them are consuming a lot, then maybe I should also do that. Then we give into it. So these things, first things, to become aware, where is it that I'm finding it difficult to say no? Where is it I'm having difficulty to communicate? Now, when you look at it from, a, you know, we have the six chakras and thyroid, you can have a huge correlation with the throat chakra. And throat chakra has a lot to do with your ability to communicate. So when, uh, and this is one thing I've observed, when a woman feels that she's not able to communicate her feelings to her partner, to her best friends or to her colleagues or to her uh, surroundings that she is living with, when she feels helpless or I don't feel hurt, you could be in a relationship but still feel lonely. You could be in a job, you're working, and if your employer or your boss doesn't understand that what are the resources that you need to execute your job in the best possible way. And that person feels, I don't have enough resources to execute and I don't feel heard. This can also lead to imbalances of your throat chakra. And that is something, and you'll see that sometimes it reflects in your thyroid levels. So educating them how to communicate in a better way, even though uh, I'm an Ayurvedic doctor, but educating them these things, this also helps I see that the results are fantastic and phenomenal. And people say, I changed my job. Now my um, blood report says everything is normal. So how can the job influence your blood reports? Because it's our emotions, thoughts that impact our nervous system, that impact our release of the hormones. And once your vata is balanced, balancing the other two doshas, like the pitta and kapha is a walk in the park. But when the vata is imbalanced, balancing the other two is a nightmare. So learning to communicate in an effective way, it also it's a part of this. And then once you communicate better, you also learn about self-confidence. You know, to say no means you also realize if I say no, it's okay. It's, it's not the end of the world. And the other person should be able to realize and understand what I mean. So that also comes with saying, if I start saying no to things that I was finding it difficult, you'll also start saying no to that extra sugar. 
that glass of wine that you really don't need that extra coffee that i don't need even if people come and keep uh, unhealthy stuff in front of you no i don't need that now because you have healthy boundaries right now so this has a dominoes effect in your life and everything that starts coming so that this is an aspect that we have to explain and what happens when they come for a panchakarma retreat it, it's like a playground where they learn to have these boundaries uh, maybe i don't play tennis the best possible way but if you go to a tennis playing coach maybe he starts with just how to move the bat and then you make it better then you realize okay maybe i should just start swinging the bat in a better way hitting the ball and then slowly slowly step by step you pick up learn to serve you improve your forehand then backhand then you realize it's something it's a learnable skill set so it's all a learnable skill set but none of us taught this and the modern medicine see modern medicine is a science that has evolved out of one question answer to one question how can i stop death the, the modern medical doctor from the day one day he goes to school he or she goes to school what they learn is how can i prevent death living with your vitality and preventing death are two different school of thoughts mm. that is one thing we have to realize so that's why they when they go okay maybe this uh, thyroid imbalances can lead to overweight issues a uh, lot of other uh, tiredness puffiness and they are not able to function normally then they could say i'm having high heart rate it it leads to high stress levels also in the body so how can i just find a replacement and it's about they don't trust the body of course they trust the body but they are if it's like you know there is a crow flying 2 kilometers away the pilot freaks out that's the situation with the allopathic doctor or a modern medical doctor of course it's because of them our longevity is phenomenal uh, pain killers antibiotics have been revolutionary uh, discoveries and inventions in our uh, humanity's evolution and it is that that completely changed the, the way we live and look at life when we are much more safe today than any other time in the history right now it's also time that we connect with ourselves and understand and trust in our own inner healing process so these are the basics that you have to look into when it comes to uh, irrespective of men's health or women's health for anyone at that point of time these are very important but once you follow this once you apply these principles fertility painful menstruation irregular menstruation you will see a lot happening balancing it out mm i love that and i love your last line there that trust in your own inner healing processes mm-hmm. and i think we live in such a distractive world like we're very mm-hmm. distracted so we forget that our body has a lot of the answers we just don't often listen listen deeply enough and so sometimes that's where we need support to be able to hear the messages our body is telling us which is whether that is heavy periods endometriosis fibroids maybe communication challenges like you mentioned and i feel that you know there's a lot we we could talk about i would love to talk about chakras and everything because we could do a whole episode on the imbalance of the solar plexus and the digestive challenges that come with that but i think it just goes to show that it's never just a one prong approach it's really important to have a whole hence holistic approach looking at all the different avenues and i f- think about it like a roundabout like you got lots of streets coming to the roundabout 
you know, that creates harmony as we move around the roundabout collectively. And our body is made up of amazing systems that need to work collectively together, not one against the other or vice versa. So I love your, I love this approach and I'm glad that everyone's hearing this firsthand directly from you. So thank you for sharing. This episode is proudly sponsored by USANA Health Sciences, my number one nutritional supplement choice. I've been using these products and paying to use these products for well over 10 years because their quality far exceeds the rest. Yep, they're manufactured to a pharmaceutical grading, which means they're made to the highest standards of manufacturing for nutritional products in the world. Personally, every day I use these products just a part of my healthy regime, just like brushing my teeth. I found their products to really be transformative for my own personal PCOS journey, keeping my skin radiant, my energy balanced, and a healthy digestive system. Every day I use the prenatal cell essentials because I believe a prenatal is a foundation for all types of cycle health, not just for preconception and pregnancy, a mercury-free fish oil, a probiotic to support my past leaky gut experience, and of course, a magnesium calcium with vitamin D. This blend is fantastic for my inner autumn, and I always take a little bit more before I begin bleeding so I have a smooth transition into my next menstrual cycle. To learn more and try these products and discover them for yourself, I have a cheeky up to 20% discount for you. Head to gemmalee.usana.com to learn more and save. That's gemmalee.usana.com. Now, all of these steps and these basic principles, that's really what retreat is all about. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you retreat yourself. You learn to treat yourself better. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's a new one from you. I love that. That's great. Because like I was mentioning, when I came home from Sitaram at the beginning of 2020, even though I've had a lot of health practices in my life for a very long time, there were still a number of things that were like, oh, I could do this differently. And I think one of the biggest shifts, and I, you might be surprised when I tell you this, but one of my biggest shifts, it was probably day 10 or day 11 on my Panchakama experience. It was after I'd done my three-day ghee fast. And I just had this aha moment that I was like, wow, nothing has been served cold. So I hadn't even, like, you know how the chefs will make a a beautiful pineapple juice or a watermelon juice. It's all served at room temperature. Nothing's pulled straight out of the cold fridge and then bliss, you know, blitzed up and then served. So one of the things when I came home is I really started to embody having more room temperature and warm foods. You know, I live in a very tropical climate, very similar to Sitaram. And so I was aware that sometimes I was physically really hot. So having something cool was very refreshing, but I also realized that could be dampening my digestive system. So that was my, probably one of my most instilled new habits when I returned Mm. home. Plus I loved the rice soup after the three day gear cleanse. So I've been trying to make that consistently since, but when someone does attend the retreat center and they're there for, you know, a cleansing experience, regardless of the fact that everyone's got a different starting line. So everyone's arriving with different experiences, whether that's high blood pressure, PCOS, infertility, um, you know, diabetes. What's the experience like at Sitaram? Like what did you create the experience to be like? So this is one thing I have observed. When people come with a high expectation that in the next two weeks I have to have a revolutionary change and I have to feel at my best. These are the patients who 
gets most disappointed and they fall sick and they will have a lot of resistance because they are in a process of outcome motivated rather than the process oriented mm uh, it i always give the example of the garden in sitaram and you know we have about 22 gardeners in sitaram Uh, because garden is so important for us and we have a lot of butterflies and the reason why i have butterflies is the caterpillar shift doing shifting to the butterfly is such a symbolic uh, understanding of you know how what transformation can do when people come with their problems they're coming as caterpillars and then after the ayurvedic <laughs> treatment this. they go back as butterflies so they don't have that baggage anymore so now they can fly mm. so and when they Love come this. to the when they come and see the garden and i asked them do you see that the gardeners are not just functioning once in a while they are doing every day and every season it's a different approach in summer season you have to water more in monsoon rainy season we have to make sure the water doesn't get clogged in one area and uh, and soon after the monsoon season there is a lot of salty wind that can happen as we are very close to the beach so we have to protect it from too much of salt coming also so it's not a weekend or a two week uh, approach that we do to the garden it's a daily process however once in a while we have to do a real master cleanse we have to take care of one area a little more so when you come to sitaram i tell them this is like a two weeks where you are going to relearn and unlearn what it means to have higher self respect and taking care of yourself in a better way it could be with your routine it could be with the food it could be with the treatments and you could come with a lot of pains in your body like neck pain back pain uh, and once we do these treatments that we do there with uh, the poultices where they punch on the body it's well, like i love those and that has such a therapeutic and just not just a physical but also a lot of mental uh, benefits it's like when somebody is asleep you tap on the body that's how you wake them up same way many people are just having sitting jobs they don't move their body and that leads to a lot of tension in different parts of the body and when we do this tamping therapies with this herbs in a cotton cloth with heat and some herbs infused oil infused it it activates some of the trigger points that you know that could lead to potential pain in different parts of the body it's way of diffusing it just like how you iron a shirt or a cloth that is crumbled so you are actually in a way ironing some of the crumbled tissues in the body but in a healthy way and then we also do the massages and the treatments you know when your muscles are relaxed it's much easier for your mind to relax and mm-hmm. when your mind is relaxed your muscles are also relaxed so the muscle has to go through the tension and the relaxation phase but today when you whenever you see people with pain in the neck back or sciatical pain or uh, ab- pain in different parts of the body it's 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 because they forgot what it means to let go and relax your muscle tension is the result of your emotional tension it could be in different parts some people have tight jaws and that could lead to neck pain and shoulder pain and when we train them to relax that itself will release the pain so and then they realize oh my god this is what it means to relax i never knew this and some people it could lead to out emotional outbursts because some people say that oh i i feel more tired than ever before why is it that i'm feeling more tired i don't do anything here and i tell them you know it's like the little kids when they are outside they are very well behaved the moment they see their mother or father at home 
they start showing all the tantrums because finally they feel they can be who they are. Outside, they were putting up a show. The same way when they come to Sita Ram and, and they're going through that retreat, finally the body feels safe to express what it always wanted for a very long period. And tiredness is a sign that the body is asking for time to recover. Tiredness is the way the body is enforcing itself. I need to rest and relax and recover. And tiredness, I would say it's always a relaxation deficiency. That's why people have this issue. So uh, be prepared to feel tired. Be prepared to go through a lot of emotional ups and downs. But the idea is you have a fantastic support system, be it with the entire group, with the doctors, with the therapists, and, the, uh, and our chef's uh, kitchen team. You know, We prepare food with a lot of love and make sure it is easy to digest. And it's vegetarian food. And for vegans, we also prepare uh, without buttermilk or yogurt or milk products. And if we don't give them ghee, we give uh, other oil alternatives that could be a substitute for ghee. And this helps to realize what it means to eat healthy, what it means to have a healthy routine, what it means to really let go and relax and connect with nature. And they are also having a time without their normal day-to-day -day life. Maybe they don't have to do their laundry or cooking or taking care of their partner's job on this daily thing. Once they disconnect from that, that disconnection itself is a therapeutic aspect. And that is what is happening. It's not that they everything gets changed, but they just change their mindset. They have better connection with themselves. They rewire their approach to what it means to be healthy, what it means to live healthy. And along with that, when we do the panchakarma, like the cleansing, the cleansing of your gut, eliminating excess mucus lodged in different parts of the body, it could be in the chest, it could be in the sinus part. Those are quite intensive therapies. We don't have a universal protocol. Everything is uh, you know, designed for that person at that point of time. Maybe the same person coming next year, we will have a different treatment protocol because we are a different person by next year depending on the food, depending on the surroundings, depending on the things that we go through in life. So right now I see post-COVID, a lot of people having burnout issues, a lot of people having uh, tiredness or long COVID issues. So our treatment approach is quite different. Depending on the seasons, our treatments are different. And when it's extreme winter in Europe and when many Europeans come, they see that arthritis is a big problem and depression and depressive tendencies are also high. So according to that, everybody will have a different starting line. I like that word. We all have a different starting line. We all are in different time zones. And I also have to educate them. Please do not compare yourself with others. Mm. We all go through different things in different aspects. So having your approach that you are unique, but even though there's a saying, you're unique like everybody else, but still you're unique. <laughs> Understanding that that your approach is different, that also gives them, it's okay to be my myself. It's okay to be who I am. And that rewiring is what really happens when you stay there. And this auto-corrects your sleep, auto-corrects your hormones, auto-corrects your... Okay, in some conditions where there is a genetic defect or if it's a type 1 diabetes, there's nothing much we could do there. But we can help them to manage better. Type 2 diabetes, a lot can be reversed just with the lifestyle and the right approach. And some Ayurvedic medications can support that. And some of the approaches with nutrition and stress levels management, this can also help. So this, this is what happens when they come for the retreat. 
it's so diverse. It really is diverse. And I love what you said about it being an, an unlearning and a relearning at the same time. And just that making that decision to come or to join or to give yourself the permission by saying yes to coming, that in itself is like, oh, I'm doing something great for my body. And I've done lots of different um, like retreats and healing protocols in my experience since I had leaky gut like 12 years ago. And I love Sitaram so much because it is so customized and when I attended, I was waiting for my period to arrive and I was waiting to menstruate and I arrived, I think it was like 2 a.m. in the morning. And then the first day I was like, oh, I started menstruating. I was like, this is terrible. I'm menstruating on retreat. But I received the most amazing support from all of the beautiful nurses and the treatments that actually helped me have the best menstrual experience ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really good um, example that regardless of where you are on your own cyclical journey, where you are in your life experience, your journey through rites of passage or whatever that might be, is that everything is so customized and tailored. Whereas everything else I've done is like, all right, we're all doing the same thing. Mm. Monday, we're doing this. Tuesday, we're doing this. And I think it's very humbling to know that you're fully held and supported in a relearning experience. And the chefs are fantastic. I love your workshops. I know you'll be there towards mm. the second half of our retreat time. So your workshops that you run and the other stuff, laughing yoga, walking on the beach, basic yoga in the morning, seeing your retreat therapist every day. It really is a complete relearning experience of what is possible for your body when you remove the distraction. Yeah, and uh, I want to bring one thing. So some patients, they do ask, doctor, when I come for panchakarma, is it okay if what if I have my menstrual cycle during the treatment? And I tell them that's the best thing that can happen to yourself. Uh, and the reason why I say this, today, uh, according to some of the textbooks in Ayurveda, a woman has to rest as much as possible when she's menstruating. This helps her to recover because menstruation, it's like a panchakama. It's like she's cleansing herself. So, and at that point of time, if she's engaged with many other uh, daily works and course of work that in fact uh, doesn't support her to have the real cleanse that the menstrual cycle is supposed to do it doesn't do justice to what her body is going through but when she's in that stage you know without any work without the need to cook or changing the bed sheets or doing laundry or even her deadlines that her boss is trying to get out of her that shift itself is a cleanse that happens to her Mm-hmm. And that, that is when she realizes, oh my God, this is one of the best things that happened. So I tell them, if you're going through menstrual cycle, don't worry, we have treatments. We will have to adjust treatments. We cannot do intensive treatments during the menstrual cycle days. But there are other treatments that will only make it enhanced for your menstrual cycle to happen in an efficient manner. So this also helps to change that. Mm, like Nabi Basti. I'm pretty sure it's called Nabi Basti. Yes, yes, Nabi Basti, yes. Oh, I'm looking where like when I came home from retreat, I was like, I'm going to find an Ayurvedic practitioner who's going to give me nubby busty every time I'm menstruating at least one treatment because it's like the ultimate hot water bottle experience. And it's not even a hot water bottle experience. It's like this beautiful womb bowl of, you know, herbed oil oh that is mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so, so nourishing. And so I wish for everyone to have that experience at least once in their life. And so Thank you for speaking about menstruating and cleansing because 
menstruation is a deep um, surrender to cleansing if we allow it to be, and it can take us so much deeper. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, We're almost out of time, but I would love to get your summary of Sitaram and the, and the experience on retreat for anybody. So what is your wish for everybody when they arrive at Sitaram? Is understanding that uh, being alive in a human body is one of the greatest gifts that our soul has received. And once you take care of your body, it will take care of yourself. And that's the real address that we have. And it's a place to enhance. It's like being the Marie Kondo for your body. Eliminating all the unhealthy stuff and decluttering your body and giving space to the right things to enter. That's the wish. Mm, I love that, giving space for the right things to enter. Dr. Vignesh, thank you so much. Um, How can people learn a little bit more about you? I'll include all of the links to the retreat center and learning about that. But if they wanted to connect with you personally or learn more about your own podcast, how can they reach out to you? They could check the podcast, Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. Uh, It's there in Spotify and Apple Podcasts and in the sh- most of the show notes of my podcast, they will find how to reach out to me. And there's my website, vigneshdevraj.com, where there mm. are links for that. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Vignesh, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us some beautiful wind- wisdom around the Ayurvedic approach to the menstrual cycle and women's health. Thank you. Thank you, Jamal. It was a pleasure having this conversation. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.